Hey guys, welcome to the Talking Shed podcast. Um, I got Cody here with me again today. Yeah, yeah. You don't need any introduction for that voice over there, so y'all know who he is. Um, you are tuned in to uh, the latest version of the podcast. We haven't done one in a little while, but we have a lot of stuff to update on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember what we've talked about in the last podcast, but um, it's been a while. So today, let's just keep you up fresh for today. Today is six days from the Louisville Farm Show. Um, you know, when you get into the month of February, you don't know what day it is. You just know how many days it is before the Louisville Farm Show or how many days after. Yeah. The, the show starts a week from yesterday. So we're six days out. What the actual date is, I don't know. <laughs> um, but apparently there is a date coming up that we should remember. What's that? The 14th. The four- oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Come on. It, <laughs> I think it's Monday. Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Well, anyway, uh, as you can assume, uh, things are, are hopping over here, especially with getting ready to the, for the Louisville Farm Show. Grandpa hauled down the very first load of equipment on Monday, I think, mm-hmm. down there. So it's, it's been busy. Uh, we got TVs ready. We got some new displays. Cody's been doing some TikToks about what we got going on. It'll be a great show. Yeah. And if it's any reflection of the Fort Wayne Farm Show, yeah. it'll be a very, very good, good show. show. Yes, absolutely. So to clarify what day is Valentine's Day, it is Tuesday, the 14th, the day no. that the show starts. No, it starts on Wednesday. It does start on Wednesday? I think so. I don't know. Does the show start on Tuesday? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm going down Tuesday. Okay. That's why it's starting for me on Tuesday. Be one of the first times Cody shows up early to a show. He's going to be there on Tuesday. Whatever. You you think it starts on Tuesday. It starts Wednesday. You'll show up with your book and cards and no one to hand it to. So? (laughs) At least I'll be there and be prepared. I will not be there Tuesday. I'm going to drive down separate. Uh... I have got a new addition to the family. My wife and I had a little girl mm-hmm. back on January 24th, Lena. Yeah. So that has changed my farm show plans a little bit. What'd, um, she, what'd she weigh? Seven pounds, three and a half ounces. How long? 18. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good yeah, deal. a little runt, compared, yeah. especially compared to her three brothers, but <laughs> she's home and acts a heck of a lot better than her three brothers i can tell you that but well yeah she can't talk yet well yeah she doesn't (laughs) talk back like they do um but she's keeping my wife mainly my wife and i look sometimes up at night right now but that's how it goes so so we're happy for that um Mm -hmm. but i'll be doing a lot of commuting probably back and forth to the farm show i'm gonna try and stay thursday night uh, but that'll be, probably be it. So I'll head down Wednesday morning early. Yeah, uh, and so we were trying to talk about the last podcast. I'm trying to remember if we confirmed if I killed another deer or not oh, during I, muzzleloader. Yeah, I don't think we ever did because, yeah, we did that podcast on our way back from Fort Wayne Farm Show. And muzzle was muzzleloader before or after? Uh, muzzleloader should have been before maybe we did talk about yeah it. i, I think don't know we did. anyway i got two deer on the ground so yep. i'm happy yep so but, that's good but we got some other hunting news that mm-hmm. we got to talk about here quick too yeah yeah remember this is not only the talking shed podcast it is also the uh ohio hunting deer and coyote, <laughs> coyote hunting podcast now. podcast now cody and i are now uh highly addicted to coyote hunting yeah so mm-hmm. uh so we'll just share quick things on that because I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, if, if you hunt or not, I, I think it's it's pretty mm-hmm. interesting to, you know, we've always hunted during the day, but Cody got a thermal scope for his gun, and now we can see heat at mm-hmm. night. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like if you've never looked through a thermal anything in your life, I highly suggest it. Mm-hmm. It is so interesting. I mean, you can go out to a field. And that's something that we overlook is that almost all wildlife, their daytime is nighttime. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when we're doing everything, they're pretty much laid down. 
And when we're laid down, they're active, which mm-hmm. is pretty well common sense. But it's amazing when you get out into the woods how much activity there is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm borrowing a, uh, a thermal monocular uh, from a family friend. And so I can see thermal through that. And Cody can see it through a scope. Mm-hmm. So we can see the deer, the raccoons, possums, skunks, fox. Um, anything that you look at, you can see. And of course, the coyotes. So we basically, we set out a call and uh, what what we've really been getting them called in on is some uh, distressed rabbit calls. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's uh, KG Cottontail for you you Fox Pro listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, KG Cottontail. Yeah. We, We set it out rabbit in distress and they come running don't they oh man it would you want to talk about an adrenaline rush uh i think we got bit by the dog pretty hard on this one it, this is a lot of bit fun. by the bug yeah mm-hmm. it's we hunted a couple times unsuccessfully uh really only once yeah and then we went out to a hot spot where well, we knew there were a bunch it of wasn't it wasn't necessarily not a success we, right we did we did catch one critter right we did mm-hmm. but you know you go out there and you run the call and you scan with your monocular mm-hmm. i scan with thermal monocular cody scans with his gun and uh it's pretty dang interesting that first coyote that came in how i wish i had a radar gun on him when he was coming in that thing was mm-hmm. smoking into that oh yeah that call oh, and he yeah. got right up to the call and stopped and uh uh ironically enough we had a, another guy hunting with us without a monocular he was just sitting there and he saw him before anyone yeah the, the it was a full moon you could see mm-hmm. and he was just kind of scanning with his binos and the optics at night really pick up any type of light they're super sensitive to light so he was able to see really really well and he just kind of shouted at us he goes hey hey right there right there and I got on him, and he was what, maybe seventy, maybe if that, mm-hmm. maybe seventy yards, and uh, I got the thermal on him, and you can see him, I mean, clear as day, and uh, we were lucky enough to get him, get him, and uh, that thing was huge. Yeah, yeah, he we, was probably about a forty-five pound coyote. I bet we didn't officially weigh him, um, but that that was a big male coyote. Mm-hmm. So that was our first ever experience. That thing came storming in. Yep, and wow unbelievable an hour later we were at a different stand and uh hit the distressed rabbit and out of this thicket comes another one mm-hmm. is it it was a young female and mm-hmm. and got that done too so we yep. picked up a double in one night mm-hmm. and for some rookie coyote hunters that's pretty cool yeah yeah for sure and that that's my first coyote ever and so uh i'm gonna get them mounted and uh with the mount i'm gonna have them so we were in a cornfield and he was kind of like sneaking up to the call like he was going to attack and so that's kind of the mount that i've got him in with some stand uh just some standing corn socks so it'll be a pretty cool mount it's a pretty neat experience yeah if you ever get a chance to go at night it's it's just so much different you know there's no cars driving down the road there's no one calling you there's it's just peaceful and there's something unique about hunting the alpha critter in the woods you know coyotes in ohio sure there's some bobcats but they're they're the apex predator mm-hmm. and you're out there uh hunting the alpha it's it's pretty neat yeah um, for sure pretty fun so and then it's also kind of cool because you know we can put the kids to bed at night and then sneak out and you know it, you don't have to skip work uh y- you miss a little bit of sleep of course but yeah yep it that was a blast oh yeah we're, we're going to be coyote hunting a lot oh yeah for sure for sure it was it was by far uh, and when adam says we got bit by the bug we got bit by the bug hard yeah we're sure. we're so, all in on coyote hunting oh yeah now. so uh, we're still rookies though so mm-hmm. we've uh we've hunted a lot well probably four or five times now mm-hmm. and so yeah, maybe this weekend we'll sneak out and yeah, get it done sure. again. But for sure, man, is that fun? Mm-hmm. It, it just gives you something to look forward to. You know, deer season's over now here in Ohio, and it's a great way to manage uh, predators. You know, they they eat a lot of. Uh, you know, there's some turkeys moving in mm-hmm. to Mercer County, and you know you can manage somewhat of your deer herd in a way because you know they're 
they're fawn killers. And yeah, I mean, uh, I was looking up. Uh, there was a thing that uh, on Instagram. I can't remember who posted. I it. I saw that, like some real tree outdoors or someone. Mm-hmm. How many fawns they can take out in a year? They say like one coyote can take out like up to nineteen fawns per year. Yeah, and the big thing there is is that the coyotes are going to den up soon and have pups. They're they're mating right now in February. They're going to have a bunch of pups, and well the male and female from what i understand both kind of care for the pups i believe and they you know they have to not only eat for each other but then if they have half a dozen pups they got to feed all them things Mm -hmm. through like june july yeah so they got to catch a lot of critters to keep Mm -hmm. them pups now sure the mom's going to nurse them for a while but you know that's a that's a lot of mouths to feed Mm -hmm. but sure that's For probably sure. enough on the hunting side. Yeah. We need to keep it uh, on the <laughs> more on the equipment the side, equipment but. side and talk about. But that's that's what's really new with us. Um, you know, got a new little girl. Been doing a lot of coyote hunting. Yep. Um, on as far as the the personal side of things. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Other than that, um, what are we going to dive into today? Well. I thought we could have a conversation about, you know, we got Louisville Farm Show coming up. Fort Wayne was, whatever, two weeks ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, our, I think we need to have a conversation about if farm shows are really dying. And that, you know, are, 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 they gonna, are they worth going to? Not right. only for a farmer... But for us as an exhibitor. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, is that the best way to to reach the farmer or to sell to them? You know, this week we've been doing a lot of kicking around of what products we're going to put in the booth. Like, eh, we need to bring this. We don't need to bring this. And and how do we, you know, we, get, we did a, a statistic the other day. We had 330 phone calls come into the office in the month of January. Mm-hmm. So how did those 300 calls come in? How, how did we generate those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those calls did not come from Tractor House. Those are YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, our website, um, anything that's got that 953-8500 number. Yeah. That is those calls. Yep. So how do those calls come in? How do we keep them coming in? And are the farm shows worth it? Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we had a phenomenal Fort Wayne farm show. And it's so hard to put uh, a bead on your actual, you know, cost versus sales. And because those sales are going to stretch out for so long. Right. So it's, I mean, we, I think it's just hard to put a number on that in general because, you know, whenever a guy calls in, they don't necessarily tell you. And and we try to do a pretty good job of asking where those calls came from. Um, You know, I I bet in the month of January, I know we had a farm world ad ad out there on a planter fertilizer. And Mm -hmm. I I couldn't tell you how many phone calls we got off that. I mean, we, I bet. Yeah. And that, that uh, was going into that 8,500 number. Mm -hmm. So. So that generated a lot of those calls. Yeah. But that's, you know, the time of year. But, you know, you look at it, we've already made one trip down to Louisville. Mom and dad are getting ready to leave, I think, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. So they're going to go down. They're going to be there for nine days in hotels that are far from cheap. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then we're going to have probably four or five sales guys down there all week. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the cost of the booth. Yeah. But transportation is a huge cost. You know, we're three and a half, four hours from Louisville, Roughly, depending yeah. on what you're pulling and mm-hmm. stuff and which way you're going. But um, it's expensive to go to those dang things. And, you know, you just got to wonder, you know, you, you get down there and... Uh, you know, you you really hope you run into enough guys. But yeah. at Louisville, it really allows us to stretch out. You know, we're going to talk to guys. We're going to hand business cards to guys from Alabama, Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Every, Georgia, across the country. Yeah, I mean, Missouri, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin. You name mm-hmm. it. And that that allows us to stretch out with our unique. 
products, mm -hmm. you know, our Y-Drop toolbars, our S2S, the triple threats. Mm -hmm. I think Louisville is a phenomenal show for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, whereas you go to Fort Wayne, you know, most of them guys, they're, they're probably already a current customer. Right. They already know probably that we sell that. And they, we're not really doing a product awareness. We've definitely came across their radar at least once. Yeah. For if, sure. If they're in Ohio or Indiana. Um, or, or even Michigan. Right. Because a lot of people from Michigan come to that show as well. Right. And we don't really showcase much for big products at Fort Wayne because our booth space doesn't allow for it. Correct. We'll have a little bit larger equipment at the Louisville show. But at Louisville, what's different is you've got the Salford booth. You know, they're going to have the VRT. They're going to yeah. have spreaders. They're going to yeah. have Valmar Cedars. Um, a lot of different things that, you know, can generate sales for us mm -hmm. you know if someone comes out of our territory into the salford booth he's eventually going to get linked up with us yeah and so um you know i would i would love to sit down with 100 farmers at louisville and interview them about their tactics of buying equipment mm -hmm. you know how do how do they go about it do they just get on the tractor house and start looking and digging or you know do they do a google search or you know, do they pay attention to all those ads that hit them in the face on social media? You know, you cannot scroll through social media at all without getting slapped in the face with Something. whatever in the world your phone's listening to. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it seems, you know, if you allow your cell phone to, to track a lot of that stuff, you, you have a conversation about a an air compressor with, your brother and pretty soon you're getting ads of air compressors thrown on Instagram and Twitter and yep. Facebook. And so are those things actually paying off? We don't do any of those ads. Cause I feel like, I feel like they're so unloyal ads. Like if you're trying to throw out a thousand ads in a month, your percentage rate is so low right. on retention. Right. You know, like I get Duluth trading hitting me all the time with like new boots yeah or, you know it's like i've seen their ads or those those boots those brunt boots yeah the brunt boots oh my yeah. gosh i can't tell you how many times i've seen those ads and i i'm sorry i'm i'm not ready to buy a pair no you know no, and, I'm not. And, and if i see that ad a hundred more times i don't think i'm going right. to buy a pair absolutely it, it just so I don't know how effective that marketing is. It just, it, it kind of just gets repetitive and it's like, yeah, I've already seen this. And now granted, there's some stuff on there. Like whenever we first talked about getting into the whole coyote thing, I mean, I was getting ads for, you know, thermal sites and stuff like that to kind of, you know, figure out which one we were kind of after. And I mean, that, that did help. I mean, don't get me wrong. That did generate a sale for them. But I mean, we were... Nah. In a way, I don't... I don't think it did because we talked about what scope you wanted. We mm -hmm. did some research on our own. I right. think more people do their own research rather than letting the An ad. the robots on social media decide what we're going right. to buy. Right. So we don't do any of those mass uh, social media ads. I just don't think it's, it's a legitimate way. Right. Not with the products that we sell. No. Like, no. I think a lot of those companies in a way are, are just throwing a flash and, and hoping to gain sales and pump numbers and stuff but for sure it for sure you got to have a legitimate phone call a guy call in and he's got to want it yeah oh yeah i think he's going to do his own research and, and dig out and search what he wants i don't have guys call up and say hey uh you know, I saw an ad for poly twisters and I had never seen them before. What do those things do? It's more like, hey, my neighbor has some. Yeah. Or I was at a Beck's agronomy day yeah. and saw them. Or I saw a video on YouTube. And, and I think we underestimate how much our customers actually do a lot of selling for us as well. You know? Oh, yeah. Word of mouth. Yes. Yeah, for phenomenal. sure. I mean, that coffee shop talk. Is yes. what Jeff Worley would say what it is. Yes, coffee mm -hmm. shop talk is, is big, you know. Uh, Salfords are big there, you know. Hey, how many times have you heard, my neighbor has one of those? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. 
I, I get that a lot. Oh, my neighbor's running one of them Salfords, and I'm I'm kind of curious to learn more about that product. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're not going to call us on a Salford because they saw that ad on Facebook. Right. Definitely. You know, they're going to have to get more. And and maybe that's just how it is marketing to 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 our uh, you know to to the customers. You know, mm-hmm. farmers in in general and, and our type of you know our lifestyles um we're gonna need more than just a flashy ad i think yeah for sure and and i think you know doing what we do you know we we try to hit social media quite a bit you know facebook really isn't you know facebook is facebook we don't really do much there i mean we have a facebook page but it's nothing really crazy i mean you do the instagram reels and i do the tiktoks and then uh you know usually we try to put some snuff stuff snuff stuff on snapchat that existing customers have us on there and they see that and they're like oh man that's pretty cool snapchat's a big thing mm -hmm. um but it's real life you know it's not an ad painting a a, you know because you look at every ad they always paint the rosiest picture you can find you know whether it's i don't know a weight loss thing or or anything they're always going to sell you the best case scenario right where we're more like, you know, hey, if you want to have a chance of, of getting better emergence, you need to look at this closing. Week. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we're not, you know, hey, if you want to build a new grain bin, you need to get a closing wheel. Yeah. No. For sure. I mean, that's not legitimate. but For sure. But. You, you got to keep it down to earth. But mm-hmm. I think when, when you look at the farm shows, you know, five years ago, we went to every one of them that you could think of. We were going to Pennsylvania and the Carolinas and stuff, but we've really reeled them back because I think we changed our way of marketing to mm-hmm. more of what we're doing right now. Yeah. The podcast, uh, YouTube is a big one. We've talked a lot about that on here, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, what happens from uh, the Louisville Farm Show. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know... We can sit there and, you know, it, it is expensive and to get them, you know, get stuff down there and stuff like that. But, you know, it, we throw these YouTube videos out there and that generates, you know, whenever we do go to a farm show, they're like, hey, I seen that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, keep making those videos. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times did you hear that at Fort Wayne Farm Show? Oh, my gosh. A bunch. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's just one of those deals to where I think if, you know, we're able to keep pressing that envelope and mm-hmm. keep pushing it you know i i think with the the youtube stuff and i still think going to those good true you know like uh, fort wayne and then we go down to louisville i think those two will always be good shows no matter what right because of the content that we put out there you right. know there, there are definitely going to be guys down there that have seen us yeah on youtube whether it's say so like um, you know, I sold a gentleman some parallel linkage arms today for his John Deere planer. Well, how he seen that was YouTube. Mm-hmm. He, he originally seen the GBGIs, but I kind of told him that those were kind of non-existent right now. Yep. So it, it, it's just all via, you know, what they see and what they hear and <clears throat> they know that they have an issue and they're like, all right, well, I've seen a couple of different options. Well, Whenever they search, they're actually going in and they're searching, they're hunting. Right. What, like, our our perfect customer that's walking around Louisville is a guy who has seen some of our YouTube. Yeah. Um, seen some things here and there. Wants to improve maybe his planter or his tillage or cover crops. And nitrogen he, application. And he's walking around Louisville. And all of a sudden, he comes across our booth and says, hey, I know them guys. Yeah. And he stumbles in and talks to us, and we connect the dots. Yep. That is the customer mm-hmm. that we're looking for at Louisville. Yes. You know, um, the guy who's already kind of pre-interested, you know. And, and so I think it is the social media that we're doing that allows the farm shows to close the gap because – Heck, we have got 1,730 subscribers to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I bet you there's a ton of them guys we've never met yet. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and not only that, but we've had, I don't know, half a million or creeping up on a million 
views on all of our YouTube videos. So how many of them guys have watched the video, said, man, I'm interested in that, but haven't quite made the call or connected mm -hmm. the dots. Whereas when they go to the farm show and they're like, you know what? I saw this thing on YouTube one time and mm -hmm. I want to find it. I want to see if it's at this show. Yep. They come to our booth and they stumble across our Y drop toolbar video playing. Yep. And they're like, right there, th there it is. You see that? Mm -hmm. And boom, we connect the dots. We trade business cards and we set them up with a new Y drop toolbar. Yep. That's, absolutely. That is <clears throat> the home run that we're, that we go to, uh, the farm shows for for sure so i i'm just sitting here looking at tiktok here a little bit i've got 591 followers yep um you know with that you know i posted a y drop toolbar video here earlier this week and it's got uh 5600 views on it wow and you know so just you know stuff like that um you know i've got uh there's one on there that i posted that we were at uh, Koenig Equipment and we were uh, testing some brackets going out to a guy out in Illinois and that one has uh, 14,000 views. Wow. So, I mean, it definitely gets around now. Granted, I'm sure maybe 50% of those are like legitimate, you know, views as far as they seen them and stuff like that. But I mean, as far as likes, I've got over 3,000 likes. Yeah. On, on videos that I've done. Right. So, and, you know, yeah, our Instagram is the same way. We have a thousand followers <clears throat> on Instagram that, that see all the stuff we throw out. So what we do is we're trying to keep the social media channels flowing all the time, not really always expecting phone calls or leads to generate from that stuff. It's just when when the guy, you know, let's say he scrolls through and sees your video where we're mounting up tank brackets on that 1775, mm -hmm. and next year... Or next week, his neighbor says, man, I, I need some tank brackets. He says, well, I, I saw Phoenix. Why, why don't you call them up? Yeah. What, what do you mean? And he says, yeah, I saw them on Instagram. And pretty soon they do some Googling, see some YouTube. Yep. And there it is. It just generates all it's, from there. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, and that's where I think, you know, that's where this industry is going. I mean, the, the generation the generational farmer now is getting into, I don't even remember what the average age of a farmer is anymore, right. but they've got kids, they've got hired hands, you know, all of this stuff that generates and it's all through the phone. Yeah. It, it, it's generated so much through technology to where they've seen it somehow. Yeah. And the way that the best way that I think we've found to do it is <clears throat> through either some type of mobile device. Yeah. I mean, I would not want to be, a guy going down to louisville that's just going to have a booth doesn't really have much for social media that's going to hang some signage and hope he's going to have a good week exactly he, he probably won't yeah he's not going to have the greatest week no you kind of got to build everything up to it mm -hmm. and and then you know then the customers come in and you connect the dots right we're, we're basically just going to be sitting there mm -hmm. making connections with farmers i mean I ran into a guy there last year from Tennessee and he was looking for a J&M applicator. Sold it to him right there at the show. He reached out to me uh, two weeks ago, says, hey Adam, I saw where you had a blockage monitor, row by row, liquid now for my uh, J&M applicator that you sold me. I said, yeah, we do. It's called the Vanguard. Ag Express makes that. And uh, he says, well, why don't you just bring one of them kits down to the farm show? Mm -hmm. I'll meet you at your booth this year again. You can give it to me. I'll write you a check. There it is. Mm -hmm. and, and just like that, you know, versus had we not done the social media, he would just show up at our booth this year. We would chit-chat. Maybe bring that up. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's, it's the, the social media every day, every week that that is setting the surface mm -hmm. or laying out the platform <clears throat> for the customer to bring it up and make the sale. Right. And then you, you know, like Devin made this absolutely freaking awesome stand for basically that system and the Wilger system to go on the planter brackets uh, for planter brackets and this monitoring system for the planter and the applicators. And it is just absolutely dynamite what he did. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Devin, Devin's playing with metal over there like Play-Doh. And I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about him a little bit here too. But, 
I mean, he'll be on here someday. Oh yeah, I mean, y- you want to talk about something that w- will generate a, a definitely a, a conversation starter? That stand will definitely generate a conversation for sure. Yeah, we'll be hovering around that thing all week. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yep. So yeah, that's you know <clears throat> our farm show's dead. Um, yeah, if if you're not doing the legwork. Right. To lead up to yeah. it? Absolutely. Yep. Like, you know, I would not want to be, like I said, I look at some of these companies, even we even represent some of them that don't have much for social media. They're going to have a booth down there. And they're probably going to be kind of like, yeah, it, it was a decent show. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, you got to build it up. Yeah, all, absolutely. All year round. You, you just, you do. And that's the thing. You, you don't hammer it. You just do little bits and pieces so that way they still have a reason to talk to you too. Mm-hmm. And because there's nothing better than that one-on-one face-to-face conversation with a guy on trying to get him talked into something. There, there, there will never be anything better than that. Well, I don't know if talking him into something is the best way to put it. It's or, more explaining to him how it's going to benefit his operation. Right, right. <laughs> but right. the, the uh, you know... You look at the closing wheels, like you can get, I mean, let's be honest, you can get Yetter closing wheels. Well, probably not today because Yetter's low on them and we're sitting on a bunch of them, mm-hmm. but there's how many dealers out there, right? but we stock them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got to look, we're, we're really promoting our, our unique products, mm-hmm. the Y-Drop toolbars, the, the triple threats, the, you know, the unique products that we stock that sets us apart, um, you know, that that only typically we can provide mm-hmm. <laughs> something like the planter tank mount brackets, mm-hmm. you know, especially with the amount of knowledge that we have with it to where it, it makes us pretty dangerous as far as that field. And that just comes from experience mm-hmm. being out in the field, helping customers solve unique problems. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they typically come to us to help solve a unique problem. Mm-hmm. You know, if a guy needs a new planner, He's just going to go to his local. Who who did the uh, who did the wasn't it an Instagram reel or a TikTok or something like that? <clears throat> yeah, that's a funny story. So I was on Instagram and I saw uh, Zoe Kent post a picture and her planner was tore apart in her shop, and uh, Jake sold them a J and M applicator. And I messaged Jake. I said, hey, Jake, you might want to get over there to Kent's. It looks like they got their planter tore apart in their shop. Maybe stop by, mm-hmm. see if there's anything they need. And he goes, okay, yeah, I'll stop over there. And uh, it was probably two days later, uh, Charlie Lane from Amco, they make the ditchers. They're a sister company to Yetter. He's from down in, I think, Alabama. Or, yeah, Alabama. And uh, he sent me a link to this tiktok mm-hmm. and it was zoe's i think hired hand in the shop and he was doing the tiktok he said guys i was here tearing apart my planner and i was thinking man i need to call Fenigs and order some parts and he said i'll be dang five minutes later jake from Fenigs, not from state farm <laughs> uh walked into the shop and i said holy cow and you know we just made that connection just through social media mm-hmm. it, you know they were an existing customer and everything but it's amazing how that stuff works i mean everything is in live time right i mean you know you can post a snapchat or an instagram reel right now and inform thousands of people of whatever you're doing right by tonight at midnight mm-hmm. you know after we do this podcast we're probably going to go in the shop and do some uh some social media posts on what the guys are working on in the shop mm-hmm and there's going to be guys across the country that are going to see that and talk to us about it at, at Louisville. Absolutely. So yep. it, it's just amazing how those things tie together sometimes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's kind amazing. Of, it, it's just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are the chances of that, right. you know? But yeah, that's, that's just the way the world works. You know, we, we get... Yeah, we get that we get that mind blowing effect all the time, you know. I and you're just like, man, I was just thinking about that, you know. Yep. 
Yep. Well, if, if you're always uploading the content to whatever you're uploading to, it's going to stay fresh. And it's like this podcast. We try to keep it, uh, you know, current and we need to do more of them mm-hmm. um, to do that. But yeah, it, it's a great way. I listen to podcasts all the time. It's a great way to get a lot of good information. Yeah. And we try to keep it uh, informative, easy to listen to, and, uh, and down to earth. Mm-hmm. So For sure. I don't know. To, to answer the, the dilemma, farm shows are dying if you aren't backing them up with, with content. With content. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- you have to pre-educate the customer before he gets there. You've got to beat the bush somehow. Yeah. I mean, farmers... And myself, like at Fort Wayne Farm Show, I was like, I'm going to go walk around Fort Wayne Farm Show. I had two or three things I wanted to maybe lay my eyes on. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't one of those two or three things that I already had preloaded in my mind, I wasn't going to stop and look at it. Right. It just, it's not what I was there for. Yep. So you have to kind of preload and pre-educate before the show to get the guys uh interested that way when they get there they know what they want to look for yep they know what they want to talk about mm-hmm. and it, it's a home run yep absolutely so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm looking forward to next week i'll be honest probably my favorite parts of of next week are going to be seeing lee yeah seeing jeff worley yep absolutely getting to talk to them guys guys we only get to see a few times a year mm-hmm. and then of course getting to see those few farmers that we run into mm-hmm. down there where we only see them for 10 minutes out of a year. And, and that's, that's our relationship. Yep. But we, we talk and, and it's good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for next week to, uh, to enjoy that camaraderie with, with not only our team, but, but everyone, all mm-hmm. the customers. And hopefully we have a few guys walk up to us and say that they've listened to our podcast. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so, the, the two listeners that we have. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm kidding. It, the podcast is really growing, and we're going to keep it going. Uh, I already... Uh, How many listeners have we had so far? Uh, 4, 000, I shouldn't say 4,000 listeners, but total listens to podcasts, total of 4,000. Yep. So um, I've already put bugs in a few ears for podcasts next week, so uh, we do have some pretty big interviews in the pipeline. That'll, that'll be big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can tell you this: our largest, most popular podcast of last year was with Greg Souter, mm-hmm. and there might be a 2.0 coming next week. So, yes, sir. We'll put that little uh, teaser out there. Um, so that's an, that's enough of that. Um, what what's been selling lately? Um, you know, we're we're into February. We always talk about this time of year. We kind of switch to planners. Um, so what what you been moving? <clears throat> mainly uh closing wheels and um uh, it's mainly been closing wheels for me. Um, row cleaners. I, I moved yeah, I moved thirty two rows of row cleaners to a gentleman out in Illinois here this week. Yeah. I'd um, say since Fort Wayne we've probably moved a couple hundred rows. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um other than that, um, you know, a couple of uh, well, well I, I saw drop toolbars. Yeah couple of y-drop toolbars uh i sold an applicator last week um yeah j&m yeah i sold a j&m 13 row applicator 16 uh 50 yep um where's that going that is going to evansville indiana yeah uh stall farms yep. is where that that thing is heading so yep. yep uh we've we've done some work in that area he actually bought uh magnums off your dad uh long time ago so you're switching from anhydrous correct mm-hmm. yes yeah we see a lot of that mm-hmm. yeah so we're trading in his uh dalton 15 row um magnum bar and he's going to liquid he has a 60 foot umberfirth liquid bar right now and uh he he uh he he said that he might be in the market next year for a 60 footer so mm-hmm. we'll see he, he said they'll they'll have to match it will drive them nuts if not mm-hmm. so yeah but well good yeah mm-hmm. why drop toolbars have been popular um this time of year is a little different on the southward side we're moving some stuff but the lead times make it interesting you know yeah um, sure we've got some preloaded southwards in the pipeline for 
upfront sales, but it's mainly fall. Yeah, right I mean, now. I mean, got. I mean, I talked to a gentleman last week, and you know, he was like, "Well, I've got a thirty foot five seventy right now. He's looking to go twelve hundred, go to that five inch spacing or whatnot." And he goes, "Would I be able to get one for this spring?" And I was like, "No, probably not." And uh, he goes, well, that's fine. He goes, this one does the job right now. But he goes, I just eventually would like to go that five-inch spacing. Right. I'm like, okay. So, you know, maybe sometime this summer I'd be able to get my boots on his farm and talk to him a little bit, get get my eyes on that thing, and mm-hmm. maybe get him a 1,200. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, you know, we're creeping in. I typically say March 1's the deadline. We're creeping in on where we're limited to selling for spring anyways upfront sales or limited to selling what we have mm-hmm. in hand yes um so you know on the spreader side we're good we're good on the spreader side right we, you know we've got those suckers in stock but tillage wise we're, we're shy well we're good on the vrts yeah but like 1200s and 42s and 52s and 22s are pretty light yeah so mm-hmm. but that's kind of good because it, it's because we sold a lot from September to today. Yeah, we sold a bunch of them. We had a bunch in the pipeline ready, mm-hmm. and those have been retailed. So, yep. you know, now we're looking at May, June, and September, basically, mm-hmm. for delivery dates. Yep. You order new sow for today that's not already in the pipeline, you're looking at September. Yeah, August, September time frame. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it that does change the dynamic a little bit on, on the Salford stuff. Um, but, yeah, planter tank brackets have been popular. Mm-hmm. been moving a lot of them i think those are starting to die off a little bit i think guys are still considering it but it's just kind of all in limbo they're they're worried about timelines and right that that's the thing you know that's why i say march one you start telling guys march time frame and it's okay you say the word april they, and they, it, it they gets, get shaky yeah mm-hmm. so you're pretty limited um on, so loud. You're pretty limited on on what you can do, but luckily we've got tank brackets pre-made. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Yep. So we can sell them all the way up until you know, right when you want to plant. Mm-hmm. We've got the tanks. We've got the brackets. So we're pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Um, triple threats have been hot. Yeah. Yeah. Those things have been on fire here recently. Um, I would actually be curious to know how many we sold in the month of uh, January, because uh, I, I I bet it's close to over. 200 rows yeah i bet it's close to that yeah those are huge product i Mm -hmm. mean they they uh just what they can offer as an addition to any applicator to put your nitrogen in different zones Mm -hmm. um that's a big deal gives you another another weapon Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i think granite nitrogen prices are down overall right Mm -hmm. now compared to 2022 yeah and and speaking of that tanks I, I didn't even think about tanks. Tanks have been hot here recently as well. Yes. Um, I know your dad sold three of them yesterday, and I talked to a gentleman about possibly buying four. Yeah. Um, so, I sold a 3000 today. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, it's just very variant as far as what guys are after. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think a lot of us seen the, uh, the Liquid 28 coming down as far as price i don't think anybody would have predicted that especially with what corn prices still are today i know i know i saw i saw a meme earlier today and it was a as of a guy like you could you could just read his lips he was saying shoot and the guy (laughs) but that's not what he said (laughs) it it was and the caption said when you book fertilizer in august and see the prices today yeah yeah for sure for (laughs) sure hey you know historically you prepay fertilizer and it typically pays off but Mm -hmm. well i was at uh, i was at a guy's farm here locally and he goes yeah he goes all my tanks are full full right now at about 510 and i could be getting it for 340 today and i'm like yeah you want another tank we can fill it up if you want right <laughs> lower that average a yeah bit. for sure yeah but yeah things have been hot um let's talk about our shop you know and, and now we're moved into the big the big shop and how you know like we loaded that big 20 ton magna yeah you know and how efficient that has mm-hmm. made us yeah uh well uh, loaded and unloaded it right i mean it is 
night and day. We got that big overhead crane in there. We just hoisted her right up, and then mm-hmm. the semi driver just pulled right out, and it was oh man, it you just with that shop, we are just. 10 times more efficient than what we ever could be down there at the old location. Well, I shouldn't say old location, just the family farm. Right. Is what I should say. But so our goal is we're going to have like 35 or 36 foot garage doors on each end. Mm-hmm. And we want to be able to pull a semi in there easily to load and unload with the crane. Yeah. Um, it's, it's February. I wonder if we're going to be seeing those anytime soon. Oh, shoot. In the garage door world. <laughs> When they say February, you need to make sure they're talking of the current year. You know, yeah, they might as well be saying it's going to be June. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, but someday we're going to get larger garage doors because they're only like sixteen right now. Yeah, and we're going to be able to pull a semi in there, and we want to do a lot of loading and unloading with the crane because we used to unload these and load these BBIs with a forklift. You'd get under them, you'd lift them up. And uh, you'd have a forklift on each side, typically, and they'd sit there and teeter-totter in the wind, and the driver would pull out from under them, and luckily, knock on wood, somehow we haven't dropped any yet. Yeah, no kidding. Whereas now, Sam made us a jig to put in the BBI spreaders, mm-hmm. and we can lift those spreaders uh, up with the jig and, and mm-hmm. just real gently place anything down on a, on a trailer. Yeah, Kyle, our engineer... At- hit somebody up at bbi and was like hey how do you guys load these things and they sent us some pictures of how they load them and unload them and mm-hmm. we're like well heck we got an overhead crane now let's freaking let's make one mm-hmm. you know so yeah it, it's that will definitely be something that will be really really sweet and here last week speaking just being on the topic of the crane um i sent an st10 out to a gentleman out in new york with a, a toolbar and uh, some nutrient pros yep and from the yeah and those things i mean i can't imagine loading that thing without <laughs> without that i mean we had been out there with two forklifts and we would have oh, had yeah. to guide the <laughs> guide the the semi back underneath it and right it, it would have been just uh, it would have taken a heck of a lot longer than what it did right not only that we've got a larger plasma table now mm-hmm. um just we're just really getting that shop to to really flow mm-hmm. and uh we've been able just to knock out some projects that used to take us weeks or, or even multiple days now into just a day or a half a day yeah i mean um not only that but our shop before you could work on about one project at a time yeah and right now there's probably three or four projects going on at any given minute yep in that shop between so. working on wine drop toolbars to working on a jnm applicator i think brent's in there building a, a strip freshener bar right now right and you know it, it you know the sky's kind of the limit in there yeah and i think i think um you know we sold more jms than ever we sold more wine drop toolbars than ever but i think we're going to be able to get all the work done in about a third of the time yeah the you know it's crazy um so i don't know it, but you know when if you would have had to build a shop like that i think you it's easy to cut corners when you build a shop mm-hmm. so i'm glad the opportunity happened the way it did to where we could buy a turnkey shop yeah instead of have to build one yeah because when you build one it's like do we need heated floors right do we need a 10 ton overhead crane yeah you know you probably would have said no to some of that stuff yep, and, absolutely and now we've got it and it's like man we there's no way it's already it's already built and it's done and you're like man i can't believe we have this now it's, yeah it's just unreal yeah now um we've got a sweeper self-propelled sweeper yeah and yeah. a self-propelled scrubber if if you follow me on tiktok you've seen sam taking that around around the track a little bit yeah and luckily it still runs <laughs> but uh i ran the scrubber well, I, I swept and scrubbed i think it was sunday morning and uh I was able to scrub the whole shop on one tank of water, which is, I think, like 20 gallon. Mm-hmm. That, th- that floor was shining yeah. when I was done. Yeah. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can't tell it now, but right. I think if we sweep and scrub it about once a week, we, we sweep after every time we get a project in and out, right. but we scrub. If we scrub about once a week, I think it'll keep it pretty dang shiny yeah the only way that i heard that you that you scrubbed the floor was because you left the water in it your dad told me about it oh yeah yeah he had to clean it out yeah well i didn't know where to dump it you can't get that dang thing off the concrete yeah 
Yeah. I told him I didn't know where to dump it. So yeah. no, he was like, "Yep, I'm just cleaning up Adam's mess." It's right. Like we're like we're <laughs> like I'm rewinding about 15 years, have to pick up after my son again. Yeah. Well, we didn't have to clean up his mess because he wouldn't jump on the scrubber. <laughs> he don't know how to run it. <laughs> so I had to do it. And then I got it full of junk water, and there's no drain in there. Yeah. Which yep. that's that one is thing. Probably I, the only negative about right. that shop. And and it was icy and snowy at the time. I was like, man, I backed this thing out here. I'm by myself on a Sunday morning. I want to get this dang thing stuck. Right. And exactly. so I was like, well, I left it in there, and I talked to him and said, where are we going to dump that? He's like, that's a great question. I don't know. And we ended up just opening up the garage door and backing it up. And, mm-hmm. But yeah. We won't be able to dump it there forever because it kind of leaves a pile of mess. So yeah. we need to find what a, uh what are we creeping up on here? About an hour. About an hour. Yep. Got you. Yep. You got a hot date? Uh, I got a date with a bowling ball. Oh yeah, it is five thirty. Yeah. It? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody's a bowler, subpar, and uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, someday we need to do a YouTube video on Cody versus Adam bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You sure you want to embarrass yourself? Oh, that bad? dude, I I could. I, no, I still got no. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Cody's bowled a three hundred before, well, right? Three of them. Yeah, I mm-hmm. bowled a three hundred one time. Yep. Took yeah. me three games on wee bowling. Took me three <laughs> games. <laughs> I got a hundred each time. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. But. No, that's uh, that's probably enough for today. This podcast is going to upload tomorrow morning in the email blast. And stay tuned for multiple more uh, coming from the Louisville Farm Show. We plan on recording several down there. So. Absolutely. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast. We're going to keep it rolling. We always have stuff to talk about. And uh, hopefully we're going to do some coyote hunting between now and the next one. Oh, yeah. If, if you're wanting to coyote hunt and, and you're a hunter at all, reach out to us. I would be happy to help and talk to anyone who has dreamed of killing a coyote mm-hmm. i not that we know what we're doing don't get me wrong i'm not saying we do but we i might have gotten lucky twice but i would uh i would throw some things that i've already learned uh your way and and help you out mm-hmm. so for sure all right well thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one yep thanks guys